this is an important day today as we release my dad from his role as an elder. Um, I'm going to try and keep what I say relatively short today because of uh, my voice. As you can hear, I'm still recovering from coronavirus and I'd just like to thank you for all of the prayer and support we've received over the last week as Jude and I have been recovering from it. But also, um, keep, please continue to pray for us over the next week as we are um, continuing isolation. Um, but we're doing well. Um, I was recalling uh, just uh, this week um, a prophetic word that I had uh, back when I was 23 and 37 now uh, from Keith Hazel. He was a prophetic voice into New Frontiers and he's now with Jesus. But he prophesied when I was 23 that one day my dad and I would serve alongside uh, one another in ministry. And here we are at the end of two years on the same elders team. And it has been a joy and a privilege to serve alongside you, dad. Before I hand back to the guys in the room, as the person who leads this team, I felt it was appropriate that I just share some thoughts on eldership with you, um, because for some of you, you might not understand um, some of this. So I just want to just talk about it really briefly. So first of all, biblically, what, what are elders? Well, elders oversaw local church congregations. And you can see this in Acts 15. Um, in fact, you see it throughout the New Testament. But in Acts 15, uh, Paul's instructions to Timothy and to Titus as well. However, eldership is not the pinnacle of a hierarchy of leadership in the local church. Church is a family, not a company. And we see Paul list many other important leadership gifts in Ephesians 4 and in Romans 12. So a functioning and healthy elders team aren't at the top, doing all the work, dictating what's going on and micromanaging stuff. That's not how we're to operate. Instead, we're to release, equip, empower and envision other gifted leaders from across the church to flourish in the gifts that God has given them and to see the church grow as a result. And we're to be fathers, not guides. And that's really important. You need to know that actually our heart for you is, is, a, is a heart of love for you, of care for you. Our heart is always for each of you. We remember you in our prayers daily. We want you to grow in Christ likeness in following him. You know, that is my heart for you. My heart for you is that you grow to be more like Jesus. That's my passion and my care for you, that you grow to be more like him. And I know that that would be echoed across our elders team. So whilst we give oversight, we're not a top down board of directors. Rather, we would see ourselves very much so at the bottom, at the base of the pyramid. We give foundations, we, we give stability and hopefully we demonstrate what servant leadership looks like. You see, Jesus taught that um, leadership looks like serving. You know, he washed his disciples' feet. And Paul modelled that as an apostle. You see it time and time again, he, he writes the words, I'm the very least among you. Paul looked to model that form of servant leadership. And as elders, we're hopefully here to demonstrate that to you. But what do we do in eldership? Well, let, let me give you six things. They all start with the letter D. So first of all, we look to try and define biblical doctrine and lifestyle applying the Bible in our local church context and in the culture in which we live in. We look to demonstrate that lifestyle through our own lives. We hope that we are role modelling something of Christ to you. We get it wrong, but hey, we follow a gracious God and we look to role model to you um, the, the, the lifestyle that we believe that we're all called to in Christ. Thirdly, and this is important, we look to defend you. We look to guard you, to protect you. Those in our local church congregation, those that God has given us to care for, we look to defend you and care for you. Fourthly, we direct the vision and the value of the church. So Jesus gives us the vision and we direct it in our local context. Fifthly, 
Well, look, we, we, we bring discipline. And discipline is not always a negative thing. Discipline is just an encouragement to keep following Jesus with everything that we have. And sixthly, we look to delegate the vision that God gives us to the gifted leaders that we have across the church. You see, if we're doing our job well, actually we can be in the background and we can see many other leaders uh, come through and flourish in their roles. So being an elder is a valuable role, but it's not a forever role. It's one that we should find is picked up and laid back down again. We will, in time, appoint more elders. And in time, I imagine other elders in our team will step back. As we learn in Ecclesiastes, there is a season for everything. There's no once an elder, always an elder. And that's nonsense. Every role in church life will have a season attached to it. And you and I need to be open handed about our ministry areas that we serve in. You see, your identity, my identity, isn't in what we do, it's in Jesus. And God uses us as we serve to advance his purpose. He doesn't use us to advance our own purposes. He advances his, he advances his purpose through us. And we mustn't think our purpose is in what we do. We need to realise that our purpose is in a person. It's in Jesus. I always say this, but it's so important. Jesus builds the church. We don't build it. Jesus builds it. And as it is built and grows, it will mean that some of us step out of things that we're doing to let others come through. And it will mean some of us stepping into things that we've never done before. Each season in church life will require a different team of people to do different things. We see this demonstrated in the New Testament as Paul and the other apostles went off to different churches. They took different groups of, uh, of team with them. Different teams for different contexts. And we'll see that as we grow and develop as a church, there will be these changes that take place. My dad, my mum, like all of us, will continue to have the call of God over their lives. They're both gifted leaders. Um, but my, the, the time for my dad functioning as an elder here in this team is now completed. And we can therefore release him from that responsibility. He can just enjoy the, the, the joy and the benefit of just being part of this church family. And we know that as we do that, we're trusting that this is a step forward for my mum and dad as a couple into all that God has for them. Well, I really am genuinely gutted that I can't be there in the room uh, for this next bit this morning. But I am looking forward to uh, praying with you all on Zoom at the end of our meeting today as we just kind of action this and just uh, pray for uh, my, my dad and mum as he steps out of the elders team. So I look forward to seeing you live shortly. Amazing. Right. So we're entering a section where we have some people that would love to share with you and uh, thank you for many things um, and just if you are new here today that uh, I just want to give you a little bit of a running running order of what's happened over the last 18 years just so you get a little bit of context of why these people want to share um, so I'm sure it, the seed started before 2002 with the idea but in a lounge, in a house in Ashford, a group of people met 
uh, where Graham and Sue moved to Ashford to start Gateway Church. And they then moved into the Stour Centre. I don't know if this room still exists at the Stour Centre, in the River Room, is that right? Yeah. And then they moved into the Thomas Hall in order to fit more people in. And then they birthed the, the furniture project which served the community, connected the council, and just served those that needed uh, furniture and baby products. Um, and then in their journey in the church still growing, they then moved to the North School with the biggest space yet. And um, not too further down the road, back in 2011, then uh, Ashford Community Church then joined Gateway as a milestone. And that's where I came along. <laughs> that was, I remember that well. Um, and then there was a season where we moved to the hub uh, in the town centre, um, had church plant out into the Weald, uh, and then purchasing the Riverside <laughs> and doing it up, which you guys have done a huge amount of work for. If you don't know, these guys pop in and still do some of the gardening work, work hard making this place look amazing. So it's just remarkable. And uh, their story continues, and there'll be loads of things I've missed out. But just so you have a little bit of an idea of what's been happening so I would like to hand over a little video compilation uh, of people that have met Graham and Sue along their own journeys and would just like to say a few words. Hello. Wow, 20 years and 60 seconds, here we go. Remembering the first beginnings of Gateway in Richard and Sarah's living room with a group of six to eight couples, your pastoral hearts and the practical application to the church plant were both inspiring and challenging. This was shown in the fruits of a close and growing church. Your apostolic oversight of the church had a deep impact on our lives and our family. And this was shown through seeing people's potential and encouraging them into deeper knowledge through training and trying new roles in church. Social action through the furniture and baby equipment projects. Pastoral care, guidance and accountability for those navigating difficult times. Your tireless energy and perseverance through your own difficult times and illness to shepherd the church family was both miraculous and awe-inspiring. All of this created an amazing family of church, one which we left with heavy hearts, knowing the very special friendships we were leaving behind. So to the future, all the very best, and enjoy your retirement, though the race is not yet over. And remember, there are plenty of trout here with Graham's name on it, and more than a few <laughs> bottles of New Zealand wine to be had with friends around a barbecue. All our love, and all the very best. Love you lots. Graham and Sue, when I was asked to contribute to this service for you, I thought back to the first time I came to Gateway, which was also the first time I met you. It was around this time, in fact, just before Christmas, 18 years ago, when I walked into that room on the upper level of the Stuart Centre. There was a group of about 20 to 25 people sitting in a circle of chairs, and Sue, you and your guitar were the worship team at that time, and it was wonderful. I knew that I stumbled across something extremely special. I know that both of you have given and led so much since the five years that I spent at Gateway, but I am so touched to be able to speak about the very deep and profound impact that you had on my life and my faith in Jesus. Your love, your hospitality and your humility and leadership taught me lessons that will last always. I still remember one Sunday afternoon feeling sick with anxiety when I turned up at your house to share some feedback about a sermon that you had given that morning, Graham, on the single life and how so very gracious and kind you both were in response. I think as Gateway's only single person at the time, I was probably being a little oversensitive. 
Life in America has been an ongoing adjustment, and I think you knew that it would be for me. But I want you to know how well Gateway and your leadership prepared me for parts of that. I've lost count of the number of times that I've looked at a situation and thought, how would we have done that at Gateway? Or how would Graham and Sue have led through this? Above all, the compassion and grace that you modelled so well on so many occasions continue to guide me to strive to follow Jesus better. The words by themselves are not adequate, but from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Hi Graham, Sue, on this special day for you, how quickly the years pass. I first met Graham, I think back in 98-99, when Graham came to Eastbourne, advising King's Church Eastbourne on its building project at that time. Then I recall making trips to King's Church Norwich to see Graham and help the church in its accounts. And now, of course, well, back in 2003, I think it was, I first started acting for Gateway Church Ashford, helped you form the legal entity. 17 years have passed since then, it's amazing. It's great, been a great pleasure to work for you both during these years and see how you've been blessed and the church has been blessed. You give the Lord the glory, of course, but he's used both of you marvellously. I think, Graham, you understand when I use the expression, I've seen off many treasurers during these last 17 years. Uh, but the, build, the church has grown, has been blessed, and now you have your own building. Graham, you've had a marvellous wife in Sue. She's been a blessing to you over the years and supported you. And I've enjoyed, Sue, your hospitality on a number of occasions over the years. I think, Graham, what's impressed me most about you over these years is that you honour people, you acknowledge people, those who serve you and the church. And, and because of that, I believe the church has been even more blessed. So I wish you both a very happy retirement and see you sometime for a glass of red wine. Bye. Well, hello, Graham and Sue and Gateway Church. Thank you so much for inviting me to come along to this celebration. I hope it's okay. I've already started. Uh, this is such a momentous occasion in many ways, but maybe in other ways not. As you both know, I'm not entirely convinced that retirement is a kingdom thing. I think God does the retiring and when he does, he calls us home. So as long as we are breathing, we live to serve him. Am I right? I know you guys believe that too. And as I was thinking about doing this, I cast my mind back, Graham, to when our paths first crossed, which wasn't actually that many years ago. But I think you'll agree there was a joining of hearts when that happened. And so it feels like that we've known each other for a lot longer than we actually have. And whilst the road we travelled in those early days certainly had a pothole or two, I was always so impressed by your continual humility and grace, your ability to be self-aware and continually consider how others were feeling, how others might be experiencing the situation that we were in. It always amazed and impressed me. But more than that, I've always valued and loved our friendship. The times in your house, sometimes with just the two of you and other times with a complete houseful. Um, I started by saying it was only God who gets to retire us. And yes, you're retiring from a position. You're retiring the title of elder. But I can assure you that God is not finished with either of you yet. And I really want to commission you both actually in this new season. Your commission till now was to be a father and a mother and to raise sons. But now there's a new commission. You're no longer called to raise sons. 
but raise fathers. Until now, you were the father and the mother in the house and your job was to raise sons and daughters and you've demonstrated how to do that. You have done that so well. But now you are to be a grandfather and a grandmother in the house. Your job now is to help those sons and daughters that you've raised become fathers and mothers in the house in their own right, not simply to remain as sons and daughters. Your commission now is to help them birth sons and daughters of their own and to train them to be the incredible mothers and fathers you have already demonstrated to them. So Graham, we honour you on this momentous occasion. Sue, we honour you as well, but we want to commission you both in this new season. So sorry we couldn't do this in person, but hopefully we can fix that as soon as the restrictions allow. But till then, have a great day and cheers. Hello, Graham and Sue. Ben Goodman here from across the pond. I really wish I could be there with y'all to celebrate this incredible season in your life. Who would have thought that a sanctified, spirit-led theft of two bottles of wine could uh, bring our lives so closely together, not only uh, for kingdom purposes, but to develop lifelong friendships. Um, I count the two of you as some of my dearest, closest friends. Um, not only that, you have been inspirations to me on how to lead, how to navigate very difficult circumstances, how to keep that British stiff upper lip uh, in times of challenge. I can't tell you the impact that your lives have had on me, not only as just a brother, but as a leader. Um, I can't thank you enough. Um, you'll have a lot of honor this side of heaven, but I also know you're gonna have really big mansions uh, when you get to heaven. Um, unfortunately, I can't celebrate your retirement because I don't believe you're retiring. I believe this is a celebration of you entering into a new season of ministry and life. Um, when you do celebrate your retirement, you'll be in heaven. Uh, but until then, I just celebrate the new things that God's gonna do in you and through you, how you're gonna advance the kingdom, how you're going to multiply who you are and what you've done. I'm so excited for, for your future. Um, can't wait to be part of it. I love you deeply from the heart. Can't wait to see you. Enjoy this season. Hi, Graham and Sue. Sorry we're not with you physically. and We would have loved to have been with you this morning. I guess when Sue and I think of you too, it reminds us of a... Uh, John Bunyan's Pilgrim Pro Progress, where he says, He who would valiant be, let him come hither. The old-fashioned words. But the word valiant, I think, is a word that sums you two up. Um, I've known you, Graham, um, and worked together for since 25 years ago, I think, at Norwich. And I can remember then walking around. It was the Powell's Boxing Club and uh, you were going to buy it so it would be a home for the church. And I remember thinking then, as I walked, I think, with you and uh, Goff, these guys must be, they're bonkers. How are you able to convert this place um, into something that you had this vision for? And then I watched your vision actually materialise, and I had such respect for you, and particularly for you, Graham, because you had to learn new skills. 
You had to uh, learn to be a fundraiser. I know lots of other people after that wanted you to be their fundraiser as well. And then, of course, you you took this great step of moving from Norwich, which was a very successful place for you guys, then to Ashford. And there was really not very much on the ground there. And what there is today is so much to do with the hard work and sacrifice uh, that you uh, wonderfully did. And uh, I remember those early years for you, Graham, you were not in good health and struggled so much. And, and we knew there was a, a bit of spiritual warfare about it as well. I remember you, Sue, you, you cared um, for your husband. And, and now here we are all these years later, you're handing over to Barney and his team. And I just want to say, uh, we admire you. Uh, we, we are grateful um, for your friendship and you've left a superb legacy. And of course, you're not finished yet. There's, there's other adventures that you're going to have um, with the Lord. And Sue and I just want to say, well done. You are valiant um, people, pioneers, and uh, you're amongst our closest friends. So we look forward to visits to Ashford, um, to, to having a, a nice meal and a glass or two of wine with you in the future. And we just wanted to see what God's going to do with you next. So God bless you at this time, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye. Well, well, some, some yeah, memories there. Walk down memory lane, and uh, many others would like to have contributed to in different ways. And obviously, with the restrictions that are on, uh, it's limited us in what we could do. Um, but there are, well, I won't say too much, but otherwise I'll give a little bit more away as we go along. So I won't do that. Um, but one thing that's coming through, through loud and clear is you're not retired. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you weren't sure about that one, I, I think you probably are now. Um, but uh, there's no retirement in the kingdom of God. And um, many of the things that have been said, I, I would just echo um, and uh, you know, just say amen and amen and amen to that. But I, I just want to particularly just go back to when Graham first came to Ashford. And I remember he came to see some of us as leaders in Ashford. And we sat in my cabin and I had not met Graham before. And, and we chatted and we chatted and we talked. And, and, and there was just that friendship there right from the very beginning. And um, uh, it was just, it was good. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, a few years later, I, I'd not been able to get to our conference. I was worn out, and I remember meeting Graham one day, and he said, look, you know, why not come to the New Frontiers Leaders Conference? You know, and we'll, we'll pay for you to go. And so Eddie and I actually went along to that conference, and uh, not realizing that God was about to ambush us uh, with a particular word, and uh, God spoke to us, and, and out of that, you know, who'd, who'd, have, who'd have expected that we'd be walking this road together? Um, just a few months beforehand, but within six months, I think it was, we were we were working together, and and it's been a privilege to do so down through the years. And so, the memories has already been mentioned there: the furniture project, the, the corn store, moving to the hub, uh, planting the church in Tenterden, purchasing and renovating the Riverside, the, the, seeing the growth of the church in different ways, and um, yeah, we've been through some joys and pains, and we've known God's presence and blessing through it all and and it is being good seeing his blessing in in so many ways and uh, and this morning we just want to say thank you 
for who you are and for what both you and, and Sue have done. We really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know I, I'm married to an elder's wife as well, so I understand how elder, elder's wives think and feel. And, Sue, we really appreciate all that you have been to Graham and to Gateway as well through that journey. And, uh, yeah, for all that you've put into the life of the church. Uh, and, Graham, to say thank you for your leadership, your, your vision, your, your devotion to the work um, I mean, it, it is just amazing in so many different ways, expressed in so many different ways. And, you know, I was just thinking about it a little bit earlier and your passion. One of the things that's stuck with me is your passion. You, you have never dried up on God, as it were. You've always had a hunger for God. You've always had a desire to know more of God, uh, more of his Holy Spirit, to keep pressing in to him, knowing his presence and blessing in differing ways. Uh, your passion for the church is, is just so, so big, and, it's, and so many people can, can testify of it. But your passion for the body of Christ, uh, both local and at large as well, uh, your passion for the church of Jesus Christ is, is excellent and commendable. And your passion, another one, your passion for people, people as individuals. Uh, and as a couple, your passion for, for people to, to see them come to know Jesus if they don't know him, to see them having come to know Jesus, to, to grow in him, to discover their giftings and to flourish and to be all that they can be in God. So your passion for the Lord, for the church, for people, it's just amazing. And we just want to celebrate uh, the goodness of God expressed in your lives, the grace of God expressed in your lives. And, uh, and as you enter into this new sphere, as you step down from eldership, as, as has been said time and again, it's not retirement, it's a new sphere. And, and God has ways of dropping new things into our lives. And we just want to bless you. We want to thank you for everything that you mean to us, don't we? Amen. And I believe I'm now handing over to Debbie. Awesome. So, like we say, that is just a small portion of the people that would want to have said something, especially this morning, if we were all together, people would be, what's the phrase, biting your hand off to try and speak to you. Um, so, what? just so you guys know at home, we will be making a DVD of all this today to share with you. We would be sharing photos if this was a regular Sunday, but because of all the amount of people in the photos, we can't get permissions from all those people to be able to put it online. But we are going to be giving a, uh, a photo book to you. Me and Sue were chatting about photo books not long ago. And uh, we're going to keep one for here at the Riverside as well for our own archives. But we'd like to gift those things to you. And um, we're almost on to the point that people will actually get to see you, which will be great as well. But thank you to everybody that has gifted things. But we have some gifts for you over here. I'm going to wander that way just for camera people. But um, so we have a rather remarkable cake. And I'm going to rotate it a bit, if that's all right, Kalisha. I'm just going to... So everybody can see it's been uh, handmade. So we've got our Graham and Sue on the front. We've got some music around the side. We've got bicycles on the top. We've got, what we've got, we've got fish around the side, fishes of men. 
And um, obviously, the theme throughout those videos got a bottle of wine as well. And a rather wonderful uh, allotment patch there as well. So do enjoy this cake. And um, in this box, we have a gazillion cards for you from everybody in church and some goodies as well um, and gift in there. And um, obviously, we've got some actual wine down there and some flowers. So thank you, everybody, for giving. And it is really from the whole church community that this is given. Um, I appreciate you can't be here today. But um, Graham and Sue, I'd love to invite you up. It'll be great to hear from you guys. Do come and share. I will get off the stage. Um, if you want to grab that microphone just there, um, over here, Sue, if you want to grab that one. And uh, it's all yours. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, um, church family, for doing this. It's just outstanding. And uh, I'm going to just say in the scriptures, it says... Um, Elders shouldn't be given to wine. But it doesn't say wine can't be given to elders. And I really just thank you for that. Um, in all seriousness, um, we're delighted to have completed the assignment the Lord has given to see a church family emerge over 18 years. Um, also to see more able leaders being raised up to continue to expand the church. Uh, God spoke to us when we, before we first started here that... Um, they would, we would raise a family, and I said to Sue, how long would it take to raise a, a new family? And I think she got a bit scared at that point, but she said, 18 years. And that, on that moment, we knew the Holy Spirit was saying, you'll do it in 18 years. And so that's helped us contend for, to go through some tough times to see um, it through to this point where the family's grown up. We've raised a church family. And it's always that. We wanted to raise a church family, not an organization. And to hear this coming through loud and strong is so great. I remember with great fondness Sue um, leading worship with Paul Claydon at the River at the River Centre down in um, Stur Centre, and now we have four bands plus leading worship because worship is central to to us and especially to Sue. And I want to commend you for that modelling of raising up new leadership and not holding it to yourself. I know that's been a cost because she loves, Sue loves worship and she loves playing. But even last week, she said, shall I sell my guitar? And I said, no. But the job is done because it's all about multiplying new leaders and teams. So Sue's unstinting devotion to the Lord and to the church and to myself, you know, without Sue, without together, it's a together thing. Even though I'm, I'm the elder, I've been the elder, and, and I'm going to say the, the retirement was great while it lasted. It, it started about eight this morning and it finished about when we saw the video. But um, Sue, you, want, you don't need to know all of the commitment and the love and the passion. She has poured her life in to her family because that's what spiritual mums do. You pour your life into your kids. And, um, you know, I've seen her... Um, involved in many unseen things of caring for people um, at midnight. Um, I can't go into any more of that, but she, she, there's another side to it that um, you won't... Jesus sees, and that's the main thing, but it's because of love. Um, Jesus laid down his life for the church, and therefore there's no exception for leaders. All, as always, in such a long race, there's been a few hurdles and a, a few trials to endure, but we have continued to grow, haven't we, as a church? Uh, and, but we want to 
underlined that it's God's amazing grace and faithfulness and the Holy Spirit's help, which we, we really do understand the Holy Spirit is our helper, um, that's enabled us to fulfill our assignment to be completed after these 18 years. The Spirit imprinted that on our hearts. There are some dear friends who have been alongside us since the beginning. Paul and Barbara Clayden, James and Becca Cole, Joel and Jenny Ramsey and Josh and Michelle Rolls, Simon and Rachel Rowden, and especially Barbara Rush and Ann Bastings, who we visited beforehand today, and we gave them a copy of this so they could see in advance. The joy of having you travel this journey with us has been precious, and we honour you. At that point, I've got to lick my fingers. I wanted to have notes today because I'm famous for going off piste, and you'd be here till one o'clock otherwise, so I'm being very disciplined. <laughs> I sought to keep the message of repentance from sin and turning to God and having faith in Jesus as central. And that will not be lost or watered down in the days ahead as Barney leads the team. We have worked hard at being impartial to all and to ensure those in need are cared for. The Apostle Paul spoke his final words to those elders gathered on the Ephesus beach um, before the last time he was to speak to them. He said this, Please remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And hear Sam say that today without any prompting, any coordination, at that point, I'll well up. Because generosity, in Jesus' mind, and in Apostle Paul's mind, that's what builds and sustains the church. You see, I find it intriguing that Paul could have said so many things that he spoke to them this last time, to these elders. But he chose those words, and I would like to, to you to do the same as I step aside from eldership responsibility. Please remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. You see, this grows people. It grows the church and it glorifies God. God was pleased today, Sam, with what you said on behalf of what the church is doing. Because God's a generous God and therefore, if we want to be like him in all things, we've got to be generous. And it's a absolute joy to be generous outrageously generous stupidly generous because you cannot outgive god if we give ourselves fully to the lord jesus everything else is included our time our talents and our treasures and if we don't then they are not i want to thank richard for your tireless work my friend working alongside especially as we saw the impossible become the possible as we started to redevelop this building, we learned to live life tired. And one of the rarest privileges as a church planter, and it's a rare privilege, it's because it rarely happens, is to find oneself handing over the baton of leadership to one's son. And to quote the scripture, this seemed good to the team and to the Holy Spirit. It wasn't my decision. It was a team and apostolic and prophetic input. And I want to say to Barney, you are a very good leader. And I want to say to the church, 
you're, the church is in capable hands with Barney's lead role. We can take on the mantle knowing that although one plants and another waters, and as Barney said, it's God who gives the growth. And Barney will find, as future leaders will find, there's a, there's a rest to be found in that. Whatever aspect of leadership you rise to or serve at in this church, there's a rest. We work from a place of rest. It's thrilling to see how the leadership gifting and heart to care is being used by the Lord. His, his leadership gifting and heart to, to care is being used by the Lord to grow the church and its effect, effectiveness into a, a new and exciting season. We're excited for Gateway. We really are. Barney's taking the team into pastures. We couldn't have done that. We didn't have a gifting for that. And that's wonderful to be able to pass it on, pass the baton on. And as for Sue and myself, as church members, we have an ongoing assignment to share the good news about God's wonderful grace and those he puts across our path. And we are looking forward to doing this with relish alongside you. So church, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being co-workers for the harvest. The best is yet to be. And I know my wife wants to say something to her. I've been married to her for 43 years. <laughs> I've only got about two sentences, so don't worry. In two weeks' time, Graham and I will have been married 44 years. And for me, it goes back that far, not just 18, because he was in full-time work with the Church of England then. But when we, the day we got married, we fully committed ourselves to following Jesus, whatever it took, and putting him first in our lives. And Graham, it's because you've always put him first in our marriage and in our church life that we've been able to achieve what we've, what we've, we've achieved with his help and with his grace. He's the one that's held us together through everything. And, and just pressing on to know him is, is so exciting that... Even now, we sang that song this morning about being taken deeper into his love. And there's always more to know about the love of God. And we've recognized, as has come out so clearly this morning, that uh, churches need mothering and fathering. And that's what we've sought to do. And that's exciting to hear now that we're grandmothering and grandfathering. And uh, that, that's going to be a, a new season. But we're still looking for more of his spirit. We want to keep breaking new ground we want to keep doing what Jesus wants us to do, to keep having hearts of compassion as Jesus does, to go around doing good, to heal the sick, even raise the dead. So <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for what we've heard this morning.